Today's episode is brought to you by the Jackson Cole novel series by author John Stamp. Jackson Cole is a newly minted homicide detective thrown headfirst into the grinder when he is ordered to investigate the grisly murder of three women. The victims are marked with odd occult symbols and the press is stirring up a killer cult frenzy in the media. The mayor, the chief of police, and Cole's captain want results to calm an increasingly fearful public, and Cole's supposed partner is nowhere to be found. Cole has zero leads, he's floundering under the scrutiny of his entire command staff until a stranger shows up spouting a wild theory. Blood magic. Floundering or not, Cole won't even consider it. There is no such thing as magic, no such thing as voodoo, and there are no demons roaming the Charleston Peninsula. There's always a rational explanation for the evil humans commit upon one another. Then, a demon tries to take Cole's head off. How do you stop a supernatural evil, something ancient and unencumbered by the laws of either physics or man, especially when all you bring to the fight is a pistol and a pair of handcuffs? If Jackson Cole wants this case to close, he will have to take on the world of the impossible. Then he'll have to survive it. You can find out more about the Jackson Cole novel series the novels Shattered Circle and Inquisitor at ValhallaBooks.com. You're listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast, podcast of author Josh Vasquez. That's me, and this is the podcast where I talk about all kinds of things. Talk about writing and zombies and books and uh, all sorts of nerdy things too, um, such as uh, like comic book movies or Star Wars. Um, yeah, I talk about all kinds of things on here. Um, so hey, how's it going, everybody? Everybody doing all right? This uh, well, I'm recording this on Monday morning, but uh, you might not be listening to it on Monday morning. You might be listening to it some other time. You might be listening to it like not even in this month. You might be listening to it like later in life. You're just going back through the archives of the Savannah Zombie Podcast. You're like, and what's this about? Let me go back to the beginning. Instead of going back to the beginning, you go about like. I don't know, like three years into it, and then you're just like, all right, this guy's kind of sporadic. He's only at like barely 60 episodes, and it's been like three years doing this. He must take like long breaks that he does not intentionally mean to take. And uh, you will be correct on all of your assumptions. And that's pretty that's pretty scary how, how correct you were on all those assumptions, um, seeing that you had never listened to this podcast before. This bit's gone on too long. I'm really not sure um, how to get out of this thing. Uh, at this point, um, uh, so uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna end up there. We're just gonna we're just gonna yeah, we're just gonna turn that off. All right, so um, hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, this is uh, this podcast. I'm uh, I'm all over the place. Um, so if you're a new listener, welcome. This is how we do. And if you're a longtime listener, just a regular listener, then you know what's up. You know this is normal. This is normal behavior for uh, for old Joshua. Oh man, anyways, uh, what a weekend, what a long weekend, um, it doesn't really seem like, uh, I got much accomplished, but I did, I did, uh, so one of the things I got accomplished was, is I took some, uh, of the new Valhalla Books paperback covers down to, uh, Planet Fun in, uh, Savannah, Georgia, downtown, and why is my truck not wanting to accelerate? Not a good thing. It's very, very slow. Very sluggish. Hmm. Interesting. 
good, good. I like this. I like this. this is good news. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah, I took some books down to uh, Planet Fun. Uh, so those are available if you are in the Savannah area. They are autographed. Um, so they are signed by me, and uh, you can go and pick you up uh, the whole, the whole trilogy as it is right now. Um, as we, and, you know, if you regularly listen, you know that I'm working on more, so it won't be a trilogy for long. Uh, but those first three books up. Uh, speaking of three books up, uh, I mentioned it last week in a little ad before uh, the episode because it was very last minute. But uh, Adam Messer, uh, fellow author and co-publisher in Valhalla Books, he is—he's um, got his uh, his Blood Thrasher, the Savannah Vampire series up. Uh, he's finally got the third book up, so all three of those are available for sale. And he has uh, bundled them all together in a little uh, omnibus uh, edition. I don't know if I said that word right. It sounded weird after I said it. Omnibus. 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 I'm not a bus. You're a bus, you big you big loser oh my gosh anyways uh so yeah all those books are bundled together you can get those um uh, on amazon and they are all available uh for sale and they were he was running a promotion on it for this weekend uh where it was free sorry that i missed out on letting y'all know about that but i'm not sure how long that promotion is if it's still going or not i really don't know uh, but yeah, all three books are available. So you got Blood Thrasher, um, like the first one, which is titled Blood Thrasher. Uh, then you got the the Devil in the Metal, that's number two, and then you got the Dead and the Damned, that's number three. So yeah, check those out um, if you're into vampires. If you're also into vampires, um, we also have another vampire book that just came out on the first, and that's Red Sounding uh, by Winfield H. Struck the third. Um, so basically premises uh vampires on a soviet era submarine need i say more i don't think i do all right so um and we also had uh author ryan dunn's uh book uh the midnight collection come out uh it's a collection of dark lyrics and uh dark poetry written by ryan dunn himself who uh heads up um I'm going to butcher the name of his company, the Savannah Afterlife uh, Ghost Company, I think it is. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he does local uh, ghost tours here in Savannah. Uh, he's got several uh, other books published about his different uh, ghost explorations and spiritual encounters. Um, so you can check out that book. And uh, of course, uh, not released too long ago, um, we got uh, John Stamps. Um, Shattered Circle uh, series, uh, which he just released the second book out in that series, um, and it is called. I am drawing a blank. It starts with an A, and it's like one of those words that I know. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I'm just drawing a big old fat blank. Sorry, John, <laughs> but it is the Shattered Circle series. So if you look up Shattered Circle, John Stamp, you can find that. Or of course, very easily, you can go to ValhallaBooks.com. All of that lovely information is there in a much well put together, <laughs> uh, much more well put together than what I'm trying to spit out here. Um, Adam just put a bunch of work into the website, so you can go check that out. It's clean. It looks good. It reads easy. Um, much easier than trying to listen to me remember uh, remember names. 
So, um, yeah. Um, let's see, without getting other things worked on. Um, oh, oh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it because, uh, since I took a break and then came back. Uh, but CJ's, uh, story, which is the short story I wrote that's written in the Savannah Zombie novel series, uh, is now available for audiobook on audio, uh, audiobook on audible uh so if you prefer audiobooks and you want to check that out it's available there um you can uh use a credit for it i think and i think it's also you could just buy it i think i don't know i'm kind of resting on my audible um i love audiobooks and especially with my job and like driving um it's a great way to get uh you know some book time in trying to you know it's hard to find time to actually sit down and, and read it um but since i do a lot of driving um it's pretty easy to pop in the books with audible and listen to them that way uh one of my favorite audiobooks is uh world war z by max brooks um big influence uh on me uh in my zombie writing stuff and all that and uh i apologize for my truck being a little bit noisier today than it normally is. I'm not sure what the deal is. It's just the whole thing's falling apart, I think. And, uh, yeah, so. And, uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Car stuff's always fun. I feel like people that have listened to this podcast for a long time, but I do just get a, get a new car, bro. <laughs> like, like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, CJ Story available for audiobook. Um, it's on, uh, you can go to the Amazon page and it's on there as well, too. I'll give you a little link to it. If you don't have Audible, it's, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, like I said, I, uh, have kind of like fell off it for a while. Uh, just because I've been listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Other things. And, uh, but anyways, yeah. That is now available for audiobooks. So... That is the first uh, audiobook adventure that uh, we're going on here. Uh, but I have uh, been talking to the uh, narrator about continuing the series. So that's just a matter of me getting the, uh, the scripts to him and uh, him recording it. So those are on the way. Uh, if you are more of an audiobook person and you do prefer the audio format, uh, Savannah Zombie Novel is... Um, on its way to become an audiobook uh, available. So, yeah, there's that. Good little tidbit of news. Uh, next thing, probably gonna be working on. Uh, oh, I tried to. Uh, so, with the <laughs> funny thing with the audiobook, so with the audiobook, uh, you have to make a cover for uh, Audible. And it's uh, more of a square, kind of looks like a, like a CD. Uh, uh, as of old olden times, you know, those cassette discs. <laughs> That's not what they're called, compact discs. <laughs> I'm stupid. Sorry, my bang energy drink hasn't kicked in this morning. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I had to make the cover. So I tried to take the existing cover that I had for CJ Story and make it into a square, which I was pretty... I was able to do pretty good. I was able to get the uh, the uh, the main image on it kind of isolated, and then just redo the the, the words on the front. Uh, but I guess the original image that I had was a lower resolution, which um, I guess was okay for Kindle, but not okay for Audible. Uh, so I was like, dang it, kind of put me in a rock and a hard place. Uh, so I ended up redoing the cover for CJ's story. Uh, 
first for the for the audiobook version and then I was like well it kind of I feel like I need to make it match the the other version as well so I got it done for the Kindle and I went to go work on it for the uh, the paperback version of it um, yesterday and um, I was really kind of just hoping to uh, be able to plug it into the template that I used for the other books um, and I did and probably took me maybe maybe 30 minutes to just get everything switched out and put in the right place and then like the right the right book description and reviews and stuff on the back um and yeah i was like oh heck yeah so i went uploaded it to kdp um and uh definitely forgot that the uh template that i used is for a like full-size novel with a with a spine and uh the short stories um it's too small to have a spine so like <laughs> my cover was all kinds of jacked up so i gotta go back in and figure out the measurements and uh yeah it's uh, yeah, a little bit more work than what i was kind of hoping for but anyways i'm in the process of readjusting covers for for that um of course still trying to plug away at uh the fourth book in the series a new division uh which is the the working title right now i'm pretty sure that's the title uh, but you never quite know you never quite know um but, uh, yeah, so that's all, like, the, the author stuff that I've done. Um, but the, the, the fun thing, the, today's topic of the episode is what I want to get into. Um, let me take a sip real quick. Mm-hmm. What flavor is this? They were out of all, they had, they only had, like, one of the, the sweet, uh, Georgia sweet peach tea. And so I'm, uh, making do with a strawberry blast. It's, eh, it's alright. Kind of tastes like a strawberry soda. But. Anyways, yeah. The thing I like about those teas is they're just not as carbonated. They're just, just, you know, just a little bit nicer on your tum-tum in the morning times, you know? Um... Alright, so anyways, uh, this weekend, uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage came out, and I could not contain my excitement, and I was like, I really want to see this one, actually. Uh, so, uh, me and one of my co-workers, uh, talking on Thursday, I was like, hey man, what time you get off work today? He's like, around 2.30, 3 o'clock, I was like, that's about the time we should be back. So I was like, you want to go see Venom after work? So we went up going to see Venom, and uh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I actually just recently, I mean, not super recently, but like within this last year, watched the first Venom. Uh, what was it on that I watched it? I don't remember. Was it YouTube TV? I don't know. Something. But I finally got around to watching the first one. And I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I think the only reason I didn't watch it at first is just because it's like one of those things, like, didn't have the time to go to the movies when it came out, and then, uh, just, you know, one of those things that just, you know, got away from you, and you just never got around to it. Well, I finally did. I was able to watch it, and I uh, enjoyed it, and, uh, obviously, you know, I think it kind of... I don't want to say suffers, but it was kind of in that weird place. It's like, it's not in the MCU, but 
there's like kind of references to things and it's just it's a weird and it's a weird alternate reality which at the time that it came out you know they weren't doing all of this like multiverse stuff in the MCU so it's a little bit harder to explain um, now that they got all this uh, all this multiverse stuff that they're doing within you know the Loki show and WandaVision and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man coming out in December um, I definitely think it makes it a little bit easier to kind of uh, address Sony stuff it's just a different it's just a different universe you know which kind of like that was always my thought about the stuff um, and then, you know, with, uh, Fox and, uh, the X-Men and, uh, I think Fantastic Four was the other thing that they owned, um, their stuff before the Disney bought them out, um, that's kind of just the way that I've always looked at it, like, it was a multiverse, it just wasn't, um, they weren't connected yet, which I always figured, like, that's what they were kind of moving towards, or at least I thought that would be the smart thing to move towards, because it just, you know... Uh, and they, they, they said it in the latest What If episode, you know, anything can happen in the multiverse. So it's like, yeah. And kind of makes it a little bit... I don't know if it really... It's like one of those things. It makes it a little bit easier to explain some of that stuff. Like like some of the real world stuff that's going on between like buyouts and mo movie studios that are competing and stuff like that. You can kind of explain some of that in, in movie. But at the same time, I feel like it also makes it hard because like... You might explain it in one movie and then something happened in, in the real world that you gotta like redo it for the next movie so but anyways uh venom 2 let there be carnage and oh my goodness the, the much carnage there was to be had i can only imagine this movie was actually rated r that had been amazing and i think that's the um just the one downside of the venom movies um it would have been really cool if they were especially this one like the first one i could kind of see you getting away with the uh, the pg-13 and working your way into it um but it's also and i i would only say the r rating this time for for carnage because eddie brock venom they are kind of the anti-hero in this uh in this movie series since there is no uh, Spider-Man, uh, apparently, in this uh, in this world, um, so uh, yeah, it's kind of like and uh, Venom. I mean, obviously, he he wants to eat people, which is just a uh, hilarious thing that ran through this entire movie of him wanting to eat people and Eddie not letting him eat people. Um, but I mean, even though he does want to eat people, um, because you know that's his brains are his main food source apparently um he only wants to eat bad people you know so like i mean even though even though he's technically you know wanting to kill people he, he only wants to kill bad people right that's we can get on board with that but any, anyways um even without the uh the r rating uh still a lot of fun it was really funny the uh, banter between eddie and venom the entire movie and i've seen stuff like afterwards where uh like they were basically kind of it was almost like the odd couple uh just the you know two two people that are complete opposites that are like uh at each other's necks the whole time but they get along enough to you know be roommates or or whatever kind of deal um, but it's really great. Uh, it's it's really <laughs> it's a buddy movie. 
um, between Eddie and, uh, um, and Venom. Um, and then, like, there's, like, some kind of, like, uh, scary, like, horror elements as well, uh, with, uh, Venom in, uh, some of his background stuff and all that, and, uh, he, uh, yeah, some, I wouldn't say, like, it's, like, like, scary, scary, but, um, come on, truck. You're embarrassing me in front of my friends. Why it's doing this? Like why it's like acting like it doesn't have any acceleration? It's weird. Sorry, red light. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry. Train of thought. Truck, truck not wanting to accelerate was <laughs> concerning. It's like it's weird. It doesn't do it all the time though, which is it's hard to pinpoint when you don't doesn't do it all the time anyways uh but yeah the, some of the scarier parts not, i say scary but like they're just it, you could tell it was more uh kind of horror horror-esque uh some of the stuff that was going on uh with carnage's background and i'm trying to like to talk about the movie without getting into too much into spoilers right now um i'll get into some spoilers in a minute um uh but i just want to give you a, a <laughs> heads up uh, but yeah, like it was really funny. Uh, it was really fast-paced. Uh, that was one of the things I knew about going into it, uh, which is like one of the reasons why I was like, "Hey, let's go see this this afternoon." So, because I've been getting off uh, uh, pretty decently early from my day job because I've had help this past week, and um, <laughs> I actually have help again this week. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but um, excuse me, I. Uh, I was like, yeah, so I know it's short running, it's like 90 minutes, and it, like, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's fast-paced, like, there's a couple times where it's like, it seems like it was, uh, like, you know, maybe like, hey, take a breath kind of deal, um, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, like, I mean, it, it just steady plugged along, and like, never really missed a beat, there wasn't like any, uh, I didn't feel like any, there definitely wasn't any, uh, like, dead time, or what would, what you would think would be like, uh, like, alright, like, I wish this could, you know, this part could get over with, um, as far as, like, you know, like, short movies go, like, I felt like I made really good use of the time, uh, like, <laughs> I guess this is me trying not to talk about spoilers, just talking about, like, the runtime. But anyways, really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to get into spoilers now. I'm going to take a sip of uh, this Bang Energy drink uh, that's going to give you enough time to stop listening um, and, uh, and and uh, figure out what you want to do for the next few minutes while I talk about spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you don't tune back in, hey, catch you next time. Alright, spoilers. Oh my gosh. So I'm not going to get to the big one yet. Because uh, if you've seen the movie, um, or if you've just like, have been unable to hide from it on social media, which, yeah, I completely understand. It was one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to see it. Uh, because one of the guys that I follow on uh, TikTok who does like movie reviews and stuff like that went to an early screening and you know he said the movie he gave the movie pretty good high praise but you know there's a few uh, things that he just 
not really nitpicked, but just, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't care for, which is fine, that's, you know, why movie reviewers review movies, um, but, uh, he was like, the end scene, though, like, I thought, I saw it yesterday, and I'm still thinking about it, and I was like, oh, man, the end scene, you know, those end scenes always get you, um, but, uh, yeah, so, it really, uh, the, the thing that's, is interesting about uh, the Venom movies is because there is no Spider-Man. There's not the traditional, uh, you know, story of like how Eddie becomes Venom. Um, it is different, uh, and that of course leads into uh, Let There Be Carnage. Um, Let There Be Carnage, like I said, very fast-paced, but um, it's like almost like you need to see the first movie just to. Have enough grasp to hold on for for the second movie. If that makes sense. Um, so uh, not like the first movie is like all background and all that stuff, but you 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 kind of need to see the first one to to fully understand the characters in the second one because the plot does go pretty quickly um, and uh, at least set up that relationship, especially between um, Venom and Eddie and then Anne. Um, who, of course, is back in this one, and, um, yeah, so, was, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun, like I said, the banter was great, um, of course, with it being, um, PG-13, they're only allowed, I think, like, one finger in one, uh, one F-bomb, which I believe both were executed um, perfectly. That's <laughs> um, one of the things I love about PG-13 movies when they are allowed that like one F-bomb and to see if like they will use it um, and how they use it. Um, so of course, like another great example is um, X-Men First Class. We <laughs> saved it for like, um, it's just a, a, a throwaway uh, cameo of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine um, or Logan. And um, and uh yeah just a great one um so if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're still listening to this spoiler stuff and all that i won't i won't ruin the uh the f-bomb but it's 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 great and um yeah um love love me a good uh <laughs> me a good f-bomb <laughs> um uh, well, I like a, a, a perfectly executed F-bomb, like, you know, sometimes you could just tell people that are, aren't used to saying it, and they say it, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't sound right, like, you know, but people who know how to use it, oh, man, that's some good stuff, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, they, uh, definitely don't shy away from, uh, Carnage's violent side, obviously it's not as, uh, gruesome and gory as like an R rating would allow, but what they get away with a PG-13, I definitely think, uh, is pretty cool. Of course, uh, this does the one thing that superhero movies, like, have a big struggle with. Uh, Carnage was a, I think, a great villain, and I really like to see, uh, the dynamic between him and Cletus Cassidy, who, Woody Harrelson just, you know, just did a, he just, I was hamming it up, I think just having a good time, you know, and I, you see that a lot more um, with uh, superhero movies now. You see like these like big name actors like kind of get in there, and they just have fun with it, which just translates to the screen. And you can just see that they're having fun. They're they're having fun being this either a superhero or a supervillain and all that stuff. And it just yeah, it just like I said, it translates over, and the audience gets to experience it, and it's fun for everybody, and it's just a good time. And I think that's what it was with Carnage. So that's. 
the big thing about superhero movies is a lot of times like the hero ends up fighting the villain and they defeat the villain right like you can't just leave the movie on you know hanging um with the villain still out there not many movies have done that you know infinity war and um that's kind of like the exception because everything was kind of leading up to Thanos. But uh, yeah, for the most part, like the villains, you know, he's done. Like his story arc is done by the end of the movie, which of course happens here, um, which is a bummer because I would have liked to see more of uh, uh, the dynamic between uh, Cletus and, and Carnage because unlike Venom and Eddie, they are not a true symbiote. So they are not a symbi symbiotic relationship. They're kind of uh, almost warring against each other. Uh, which was uh, which was interesting, and I would like to see more of. Uh, I guess there's kind of a chance for it because you know multiverse, but um, yeah. So obviously uh, they they defeat Carnage in the end, um, which is which is fine. But you know, I, I just uh, would like to see him come back again sometimes. Uh, Hopefully, you know, Woody Harrelson reprising that, uh, reprising that role. Um, yeah, so, uh, Sony, uh, obviously is kind of hinting at, uh, bigger things with this movie, um, with, uh, the, I can't remember his name, but, like, the detective character, he's got something going on there towards the end. Um, so, obviously, yeah, Sony's building towards, um, there's Spider-Man movie universe i forget what they called it they just changed the name it's just like just call it the spider-man cinematic universe the scu you know like i know it sounds like mcu but i mean like i forget it's like it's like four or five letters now i'm like that's that's a mouthful nobody's saying <laughs> like the whole baby yoda thing is in they were like all in arms disney was all in arms about no it's the child it's like yeah no it's baby yoda homes <laughs> Um, anyways, end credit scene. Oh my gosh. Um, so Eddie's, uh, in, in Venom, they're taking a little, uh, vacation, a little, a uh, little break or <laughs> not really so much a break, but they're like, they're just on the run. They're fugitives at this point. And, um, they're in a, somewhere, some, <laughs> some rundown hotel. And, uh, it's just them talking. And uh, Venom is explaining to Eddie that, like, because of the the hive mind of the symbiote symbiotes, like they, uh, like he knows, like, basically all of this information, like, over this like long period of time, and um, explaining to Eddie that his like little human brain can't handle like just like a tiny little fraction of it. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm, all right, fine, I'm gonna show you. And like as he goes to show you, like things start like like glitching and like being weirded out and the next thing you know that they're transported and now they're in like this really nice hotel room with like towel folded up all nice and neat on the on the bed and everything and what is on the screen but uh the dailybugle.net and j jonah jameson and the uh a broadcast of him uh berating spider-man who they then show as an unmasked tom holland so venom and eddie brock are now in the mcu um so will we see this in spider-man no way home i don't know um it's crazy uh but um yeah like i kind of was saying about the multiverse earlier it just makes sense it just makes sense to do it this way it's like hey if um you guys own those characters and we don't 
and we own these characters we can share we can use the multiverse as uh, as an excuse to share them um, you guys can still make your movies we can still make our movies which I think honestly using Venom to uh, do this is probably just the you know just um, what is the word I'm looking for <laughs> it, not the icing on the cake but the fact that Disney and uh, sorry everything is going wacko here as I back up um, take my truck into the shop because this is this is above above my skill level um but to use venom for it is pretty cool because it's pretty much disney and sony saying all right look you own these characters we own these characters and we are going to form a symbiotic relationship and share them in this way uh using the multiverse which is pretty cool um but uh yeah, so big, big stuff in that end credit scene, and just that kind of really blew up there at the end. Um, it was uh, a fun movie to watch, um, you know, and and seeing a uh, part in the implications that go along with that um, was really it was really fun, and it's good to see that it's doing good in the box office. It's good to see people going back to the movies. What was the other movie that came out this week? Oh, is it James Bond? Yeah, I'm not big on James Bond. I probably won't go see that one, but. Anyways, that's my rambling about Venom. It was good. You should check it out. Um, it's only in theaters. I don't think it's available for um, you know watching on your on your TV anywhere, which is fine. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for checking it out. You can uh, find all of my information and stuff at SavannahZombieNovel.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, SavannahZombieNovel. And you can follow me on TikTok, too, now. Uh, Savannah Zombie, um, posting all kinds of dumb stuff there. And, um, yeah. Yeah, mostly dumb stuff. Anyways, that's it. You guys have a good week, and I'll catch you next time.